Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, deucers? Before we get started with the show today, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you, that's right, you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. The best part is, you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month. And I can tell you that that's a deal from ex- the experience of being an independent podcaster. It's the wild, wild west out there, people. Blue Wire Hustle, it's a steal at 15 bucks a month. The same rate, it's the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you and you wouldn't get any of the other stuff. It would just be the initial setup and then you'd be left on your own. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. But here's the thing. Acceptance to the program is limited, and that's in all caps, so you know it's limited. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description in the description box on this episode to find out more, and I'll have a link there, but that's bw, bw, the word hustle, dot, com slash join. Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce. Fry Deuce. It's Friday. What's about to be Friday? February 26th. Last show of the week. Alex, what time is it? 11.30 p.m. on the East Coast. On the East Coast. So it's about to be Friday. Honestly, it's I should just start. It's 8.30 on the West Coast, which is the only time that matters because that's what Top Shots is going by these days. So that's I think true. I'll just start doing West Coast times. That's true. There are six games to go through tonight. There's some – There are some. it's not really news. It's just like comments and rumors to discuss. And it, and it was another whirlwind of a day in the NBA top shot world, just tugging at our emotions all day. 
with this premium pack drop. Um, needless to say, neither nobody got any premium packs, and we don't know when anyone's going to get. That we know pack. of. I'm 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 skeptical of foul play here, Joey. I'm already I'm concocting all kinds of uh, conspiracies here. Well, the the a lot of people are saying that that the top shot people are concerned that bots are getting in yeah and that they're trying to avoid that and that's why they're pushed they keep pushing back the drops which uh, i'm fine with that i guess if that make, gives me a better chance i also felt really good today though like i felt <laughs> really good about it <laughs> so I, I woke up to a message that came in really late last night this i'm just juiced for this pack drop yeah man <laughs> i was all over it i was at work all nobody everyone was like i'm not paying for this and i was like all right well get in line and i'll pay you if you get one and then when i'm on a yacht <laughs> i don't know who you are <laughs> yeah that's a good point yeah so no yacht if there's bots that didn't rhyme as well as i thought it was going to but it was pretty good okay. it was pretty good i mean yacht and bot do basically something there. they are there's, it is yeah. a direct rhyme for sure uh six games Thursday night, one still in progress as we record, and it looks like it's going to be a good one. So we will probably end up doing some, potentially some live reaction here. The Bucks, it looks like the Bucks and the Pelicans are tied. On NBA.com, it says 105-105. On my TV, it says 105-103. So we will get into that game in a little bit. I don't want to talk too much about it because we don't know how it's going to end. Zion... You're very high on what Zion is doing. I am not. We can discuss that in a mm-hmm. little bit uh, because there are things about the Pelicans and in particular Zion that are not being discussed enough. I talk about it all the time, but not being discussed enough. But I guess since that game is still going on, we can discuss the games that ended. And one of them that just finished minutes ago, the Wizards back in the win column, they've now won six of five of their last six or four of their last five they, they're they're just playing good basketball they're rolling they're rolling that's what the, the point is they're absolutely rolling yeah they're only lost in, in over the last what week and a half two weeks is to the clippers mm-hmm. who, and they've beaten a bunch of good teams along the way they beat the lakers and then they no. beat the, the nuggets tonight 112 110 russell westbrook the type of triple double i think you want to start seeing from him which is mm-hmm. 16 10 and 10 as his career gets to this point, still not really efficient from the field, but 16, 10, 10, uh, Brad Beal with 33. Just playing good basketball and slowly creeping their way up the standings still. They're now uh, 12 and 18, but two and a half games out of the playoffs. And it's amazing how the wet, how the East works right now because yesterday on the show we were discussing how it's crazy that the Heat are in the playoffs and now all of a sudden the Heat are in 10th place. It There's just so much movement because it's so tight. It's so jammed up. Because the Knicks won, which yeah. we'll talk about. So the Knicks jumped. It's uh, Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Uh, but it's cool to see. I, 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 it's, I, just, I like Brad Beal. I'm happy to see him yeah, winning games. Yeah, it's good. So the more I think more of the story because the Wizards have been playing well is that the Nuggets are just not playing well. Mm-mm. And they're defensively, they are just even with Will Barton back, he only played 22 minutes. Uh, they just not 
good defense. Their defense is just non-existent at this point. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Because for a long time, they were a defensive team. They yeah. were top and 10. We'll, in- we had major concerns in the playoffs last year when they played the Jazz. We were talking about after games one and two, we're like, this team isn't playing any defense. And they turned it around. So I'm kind of like, I'm just wondering if something's off or or they're just not focused. But well, I, just, I feel like they have the pieces. They don't have Jeremy Grant. So that that's a big That was it, huge. But, that's yeah. huge. Also, Jermichael Green, Paul Millsap, Gary Harris are all still out. So it's, again, and Will Barton... Just, I think this is one either his first or second game back, mm-hmm. and he's one of their better defenders. They're starting Monty Morris, who's not a great defender. We know Jokic is not a great defender. I'm fairly certain, as good as we'd know Michael Porter can be, he's never going to be a great defender. So, and it's play ball wolf. I think that's the <laughs> yeah, point been, of the whole yeah. thing is we're just waiting for that. It's kid Zeke Nanji comes in, still again, played 14 minutes, two fouls. One rebound. Like that, 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 that can't be better than what Bull Bull can bring it's to bizarre. you. It's so even bizarre. if Bull Bull is not like, even if they're worried he's going to get fat, like fouls, you know, it seems like, okay, if, if he's only going to play 14 minutes, then who cares if he fouls out? I bet you he's still going to get you 10 points and six rebounds mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and disrupt some shots here. And like, like, and, right, exactly. So it's getting to the point where, like, did he sleep with someone in the organization that he wasn't supposed to? Like, it's absolutely. Bizarre. I don't understand. I'm not sure what's happening there, but free bowl bowl. I mean, yeah. we're just going to keep having to keep saying it. Free bowl bowl. Somebody, somebody's going to hear us. Some team's going to go out and get the guy. Yeah. And, and then he'll, he'll be unleashed on the NBA and it'll be great. It will be great. Um, yeah, but there, I'm not, I'm not because of how good the West is right now. I'm, I know they're, that Denver is going to be a playoff team, but I am a, like concerned for the second half where they're going to fall and whether they can be successful in the playoffs. Because basically everyone above them, other than, I guess, San Antonio, everyone's kind of better. Is he Phoenix, Phoenix is much better. The Clippers are better. I'm not Utah's totally, playing out of their I'm mind. I'm totally sure about Portland. I think Denver is better than Portland. Yeah, but I don't think Denver would end up playing Portland. I, those top four teams seem locked into me at this mm-hmm. point. Other than the Lakers, if Anthony Davis isn't healthy and they go on a major slide, but if the Lakers stay in the top four, I don't see the Jazz, Clippers, or Suns falling out of that top four. I think that's locked. It's not guaranteed but I think it's pretty locked in that those are the four best teams and should be the top four seeds. So Denver's going to have to play one of those four teams. And I don't know that Denver, unless they go on some kind of wild run like they did in the bubble, can compete as it currently stands with those teams as good as Jokic and Murray have the potential to be. I just don't see how they match up right now, the way they're playing and even the way their roster is because, again, those teams got better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I mean, it's a good point. I hadn't considered it. Now what I really want to see is a Jazz Nuggets run it back in the first round. That would be awesome. I don't think the Nuggets would fare too well in that series, but I'd love to see it. I mean, they beat them last year in an epic series. Oh, yeah, that's right. That that was – yeah. And that was the first round, right? No, it was the second I, round. I think that was the second. Uh, no, no, that was the first round, I think. Yeah, because then they beat the Clippers. Yeah. They came yeah. back from – it was an unreal first round. That would be pretty wild. And last year, what was it? The Jazz were eight and the Nuggets were one? 
Where the Jazz were seven and the Nuggets I think it was were two. two and seven. Yeah. Wow. How the ta- like the tables have turned. Yeah. Right. The Jazz. The Jazz blow a three-one lead. Come back with a vengeance. Get the one seed. Nuggets come back from two three-one leads. Come back. Shit the bed. Fall to a seven or eight seed. Pretty interesting. It really. I mean, I knew not being able to retain Jeremy Grant was going to hurt them, but it looks maybe like it really, really hurt them. You well, know, injuries, mm-hmm. injuries, they're not healthy. Yeah, it's too soon. But You're right. There's a lot soon, of teams. There's just a lot of teams that are just not healthy mm-hmm. this year. It, it is, unfortunately, has become like an every night thing, When especially for us doing this five nights a week, going through every single game. It's become like a, a thing. It's come to the point where almost like half the games – that we talk about, we're like, oh, how can you really evaluate this team? Everyone's hurt. They're never healthy. And right. I don't know that. And I also think that the league, I, I, I actually was thinking about this earlier. It's also an unfortunate product of 82 game season now. And the way teams understand the value of their players, that the season is so long and well, it's 72 games this year, but normally the season's so long that good teams that know they can make the playoffs have the attitude that we say a lot, which is like, we don't need what matters is being healthy for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And it's hundred percent valid. It's just not great for the, the product for sure. Well, and it's hard to say then, and it's hard to like evaluate on a night to night basis. Mm-hmm. It, how is this team? Is this team good? Is this team bad? It, half their players don't play because they're keeping them healthy, which is understandable. But yeah, not good for the product. Not good for. I also think there is something to the idea of con- building continuity. Like when players don't are consistently not playing, and then you're just a, and then you just say, well, we'll we're going to be good in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know that that's necessarily that. always true. We've seen that blow up for a bunch of teams and then we've seen it not matter for other teams but i'm a to be supremely talented yeah not these that. teams are not all supremely talented yeah. no I, they're I've, all very good but there's only a handful of, there's not even a handful there's probably three teams in the nba that you could say right now are like supremely supremely talented mm-hmm. and one of them rests their players half the time and it blows up in their face the clippers yeah yeah so, i i don't think it's it's I mean, it's risky, to, but building that continuity is so important. So I'm with you there. Yeah. Speaking of the Clippers, they got dog walked mm-hmm. tonight. 122-94, they lost to the Grizzlies. And there's a very important reason why this happened. Do you know what it is? Does it have something to do with Grayson Allen starting? Anything no, like Grayson's no. been starting for a while. Hit me. It's another starter. Oh, Dylan the, the return, the return of the villain. What did you Dylan. hear me say? I said Dylan Brooks. What did you hear originally? I heard Grayson Allen. No, no, I that was some sort of Zoom glitch. I think. I oh, said, okay, you said yeah. Dylan. You said Dylan. I said Dylan. Dylan Brooks twice. Yeah. I like. You know what I think though? I think I want to change it to the villain Dylan Brooks instead of okay. Dylan and the villain Brooks. Yeah, I'm with that. I like, in there. I like it better. I like it better. I think like, I th- yeah, I think generally nicknames, they do like, they do the first name and then it's the D- Dylan, the villain Brooks. I like the villain Dylan Brooks. Sets it apart. 
Yeah. Love it. There's a wrestler that I was thinking about when I, when I keep saying villain, there's a wrestler who's the villain, Marty Skrull. <laughs> that doesn't flow at all. But no, but awesome. he's just, he's the villain. It's not, I, it's supposed to, it's not supposed no, to rhyme. Okay. I don't think it's supposed to rhyme. I was just fully expecting whoever you were talking about's name to be, to be named Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> no, his, but he, so he's the villain. And then I was like, oh, that sounds good for Dylan, the villain, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I like it. And they lost two in a row entering this game. They were not looking great in their last three with the villain, Dylan Brooks, out. And he comes back a second in scoring for them, but obviously just changes the dynamic for that squad. Mm-hmm. They come out and have one of their best wins of the year. <laughs> they beat the Clippers by 28. Absolutely smoked them. They win 33 to 19 in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm assuming Paul George is on some another minutes restriction or something, or I, I don't, I just don't get some of these losses by the Clippers where they just get fully dicked on. And it's like, what, how dicked on? That's an interesting way to put At it. Beverly negative 18. They get a real good dick in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. Well, I think this is the game tonight that I bring up every night now that it just reeks of get to let's get to the break. Mm. Just get like gets let's get to the break. And probably they they also have always struck me as one of those teams where if they're getting blown out early, they ain't coming back. Yeah. And they're just going to rest their guys, move on to the next one. They are the epitome of we are just we only care about the playoffs. Right. They, they, they the are the post. Man. They're the poster child in the NBA for the playoffs are all that matters. So it's probably a mandate from the front office. Even it's probably to Ty Lu where it's just, Hey, if we're getting beat down, just rest those guys. Don't why, why force it? We're going to win enough games to make to the playoffs. I don't, I don't like the strategy because that sort of thing I have to think comes into play when you're blowing three, one leads in the playoffs, you know, as games are getting tighter and, you know, if you don't practice closing a team out or practice or win, oh, getting oh, getting a gritty win during the season as much as you could. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. and they also have had a tendency this year to blow big leads. Right. Too. So yeah. I don't know. They could be making some moves here. I would be surprised. I think they got to be looking to make moves. Yeah. There, there is a report and which will also get into because of another report, but there was a report that they are in the market for a veteran point guard, which correlates with something we'll talk about after we get done talking about the games. But I, which I mean, are, is anyone surprised? Patrick Beverly stinks and he's a scumbag. So they need to, I mean, that's a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. We're not surprised. That would, to sure up that spot, would make them a lot scarier, in my opinion, especially if they get the guy that, that is at, that, that we're going to talk about. So, you know what I noticed in this game outside of the villain just, you know, balling out and taking this team to another level? Justice Winslow is now playing. He's, it's, I don't know, it feels like he hasn't played in, in a, a year. He hasn't played since the Heat traded him, I don't think. He, last game was his first game back, but I, watching them, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Most people probably haven't noticed it because they don't watch Grizzly games, but, John Morant has one braid dyed red, like reddish. Okay. And Justice Winslow has like three braids dyed green, but they're 
his like John ja Morant's red and Justice Winslow's green are the color of the red and the green in the Grizzlies jerseys. That's pretty badass. It actually. looks pretty sick. I never noticed it with Ja because it's just one small one. Uh huh. But then when they were standing next to each other, I noticed it. But Justice has like three or four braids on one side of his head, and it's the exact same green as the Memphis like throwback. Cool. Not not their new ones because their new jerseys are like bluish. Mm-hmm. No, I know the green ones. The, you're the about. throwback green ones. It's the same color. I love the color screen. The color scheme on the throwback for the Grizzlies. It's. Let me just say, I'm shocked that no player has ever done that before. It looks badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe it'll. That that really, I definitely can't remember. An Eagles player has done that, but I know that doesn't really matter. I've never, I mean, the players have done it, like dyed their hair and done, obviously Dennis Rodman's the guy who always comes to mind, mm-hmm. but we've always, we've seen players do stuff. I just don't remember like. Yeah. Matching it with matching the colors. Jersey is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, especially because you don't wear the same Jersey every night, mm-hmm. but also let's just, there's two, there's a couple of things here. One is justice Winslow's a millionaire and he's also a very attractive man. So it's like he doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't like if matter. he's just walking around with a green streak in his hair, no one cares. They're like, oh, mm. he, he he's so good looking. It's cool. Like <laughs> if I did the blue, like the blue for NBA Morning Deuce and walked around, it wouldn't work at all. Yeah. It would for also, mul- two two different reasons. One, I'm not good looking, and two, nobody would know what the. <laughs> also, no one would notice it because the blue is so dark that it would just kind of look like you had one off colored piece of hair. Yeah. <laughs> And also, nobody knows I'm the host of this podcast as well. So there's yeah, and also, I don't know. I think no one's listening. So. Right. Uh, let's talk about your guys. Philly beat the Mavericks 111-97. Uh, the, 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 I, I still I can't believe you could watch this game. And I didn't even watch the game, but I'm just – I didn't even watch the whole game. I watched some of it like pieces here and there, mm-hmm. how you could watch this game and, and just consistently hate Ben Simmons. Like there's not a lot of guys playing defense on Luka Doncic the way Ben Simmons did in this game. There just aren't. I'll tell you if you want to get into it, the reason I hate him and he can reverse it all this year. He really can, but he hasn't I mean, reversed it at all. They're the best team in the East. He's an all-star. He's one of the best defensive players in the NBA. The playoff loss to the Raptors uh, two years ago and the year before that, the playoff loss to the Celtics, the same things happened. They shut him down in the fast break. And you're, so we're talking like two and three years ago. Yes, and he hasn't he hasn't changed his game whatsoever. He's become a better defender, and he's an elite defender. Yeah. But I've seen this team get bounced in the playoffs because they scheme up how to make Ben Simmons literally a non-factor and play four on five against the Sixers in the half court. So – until he reverses that and we beat a good team in the playoffs, I, then then I have to hammer him for, for going four years now and not expanding his game one bit. Now, he is an elite defender. That's not negotiable. I can't hate on that. He's unbelievable defensively. Um, but that, that's the regular season. I mean, and he can give us good minutes defensively in the playoffs. But if they make this team four on five, then we're going to lose that series. So that is why I, I really can't stand – his game yeah you're just a hater i think it's more just that you're a hater possibly we'll see what happens this year that's true tobias harris got hurt we don't know what the issue is they're gonna do tests but i can't i can't really tell from the reactions because i didn't see what the play was but like 
They're, they're, I don't can't tell if people think it's serious or not. They're calling it a, just a contusion, but they need to do tests to make sure something's not structurally wrong, which that sends up some red flags. Yeah, but that's normal. That yeah. always happens. That they they always do that. They do it the next day. So when the so the swelling goes down and all mm. that, that See, would suck. He's having would. he's having probably the best year of his career, or at least I, since it, they signed his contract. I think it is his best year. Um, because his number, he was having an amazing season the last time he played for Doc and then got traded to the Sixers. His numbers dipped a little bit, but right. something with him and Doc just works. Um, something with yeah. Doc and everybody. Doc's a good coach. Yeah, yeah. He's just, he has, he has not had the best track record in the playoffs other than the one year that he, but also as much as we knock him for his playoffs, like maybe he just didn't have championship teams, you know? Mm-hmm. that's that's entirely possible it's possible yeah so um but he's his teams are always good in the regular season yeah my other takeaway is that this the all-star break cannot get here soon enough for Joel Embiid he looks run down I hope he doesn't play very much in the all-star game um he just looks like he needs a break and then can hopefully come back he's had a, a stretch of pretty bad games here for his standards he's 23 tonight but it's five of 20 shooting Luca yeah. did not looks the look same. Good. I was going to say it looks the same for Dallas. Yeah, that, that they the break can't come soon enough for them. Um, yeah, luckily for Philly, they're still scraping up wins. Dallas is is now. I mean, they're just they're making it tough for themselves to make the playoffs here. I, if if you had to bet right now if they're going to make the playoffs, what would you say? Because I'm Dallas. I, yeah, I'm leaning pretty. Well, heavy. you you made the point. You texted me during the game, basically saying if they don't make a move for a big, that they're no shot in the playoffs. Yeah, but it might be. To the point where if they don't make a move for a big, they don't make the playoffs. It's starting to look. I'm wondering. The West man. is loaded, dude. The mm-hmm. West is loaded. There's te- these. Are, there are teams that are playing better than we expected them to play. Outside of those bottom teams that are just horrendously bad, mm-hmm. there are even you know like we're watching the Pelicans right now, who are an atrocious defensive team, <laughs> but they are just scoring at an absurd clip. So they're going to start winning some more games. I would say no, they're not a playoff team right now. I think, I think so too. I can't believe it. I think Porzingis not being healthy is going to destroy them. I think you're you you're pretty right about the Josh Richardson Seth Curry trade. It it it's not a great fit. Seth Curry is proving to be an incredibly valuable player for whatever team he's on because he's just such a good he's just mm-hmm. such an absurdly good shooter that he changes your offense similar to what we always talk about with the guys like JJ and the Duncan Robinsons and stuff like that. So, and then Dwight Powell never really returned. That's going to kill them. You know, he had that major injury. He's never been right. He's still not right. He only played 10 minutes. He was supposed to be a big factor for them going forward, but obviously ultimately at the end of the day, yeah, the Porzingis thing, is just crushing for the franchise. Yeah. They should still be good. They should still be a borderline playoff team. But it's not even like they don't have Porzingis, but they have some other bigs. They have no bigs that are like competent bigs. Like they're starting Boban now, who I Mm -hmm. love, but it's Boban. And Willie Cauley-Stein is still getting 17 minutes. He honestly, I don't know if it's like a timing thing every time I see him, but from what I've seen this year, he looks like one of the worst players in the entire league. Willie Cauley-Stein is really bad. Yeah, I mean, he's bounced, um, he's bounced around a lot, and most teams don't want him. And he's I mean, When you're giving a guy like that 17 minutes, I don't think you can make the playoffs that way. 
but there's a lot of room to, I mean, they, they could do something major. I just don't know if Porzingis's value is anywhere where you'd want it to be. If you're, if you're Dallas, if I was coaching Dallas and I'm not ever and Rick Carlisle, I lo- I think he's probably underrated as a coach in the NBA. I think he's oh, been a great coach for a long time and he's still one of the best coaches. I would consider putting Tim Hardaway in the starting lineup and bringing Josh Richardson off the bench because I think if you stagger Luca and Josh Richardson, Josh Richardson would be much better leading the second unit and being the the primary ball handler and go-to scorer on a second unit. And he fits better with Jalen Brunson. And Tim Hardaway fits good with anybody because he's just a flat-out scorer. And I think he'd be a good fit to start games and maybe get out to some faster starts. Just get out, try to outscore some people early on to offset the fact that you are going to give up a ton of points because you just have no defense. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. That, that would make a lot of sense to me. I'd just um, do something because you yeah, just don't look good right now. Like make some now. kind of change. And Josh Richardson is just not – it's just not – he just doesn't look great with this team. He doesn't look great with the starting line. I mean, it's, I don't, it just hasn't worked out yet. It, there's time, but I think – I've always thought he was a backup. I thought he was a backup in Miami. I thought that Miami was not a very good team when he was really good. Right. And it was one of those typical things with fans and the league in general that a guy who is good but starts on a bad team gets a little bit more hype than they probably should be. Then he gets traded to Philly to replace Jimmy Butler. And everyone's like, oh, well, they traded him to replace Jimmy Butler to be a starter. He must be good. He's no, he's not. I don't think he's ever really been a starter to me. I think he's always been a really, really good player off the bench. I, his skill set is actually, I think, suited to be a very good six man, like you're saying. Um, sure. But yeah, when like his numbers, when he was that trade for Jimmy Butler, his he was coming off leading the Heat and scoring, I think, that year. So like his hype and his expectations, but they weren't were super that good. High. They weren't. I know. Good, I know. You're know? you're dead on. Yeah. Um, Somebody. Other, that's the thing. It's one of those things where it's so hard to evaluate how good players really are when they're on bad teams because somebody has to score. Yep. Like everybody in the NBA is really good. We say it all the time. Yeah. So when you're on, when you're the guy that's going to get the most shots, you're probably going to put up some some good numbers. And I just I don't think he's a great I don't think he's great off the ball. I think he's a, a he's ball not, dominant yeah. player, mm-hmm. which you can't win. You can't be successful offensively in an offense with Luka Doncic, if you're a ball dominant player also, it just doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't work. And also not an elite shooter. He's a, if he was a ball dominant player, but he was also like Kyrie. So, I mean, that's different because it's one of the best shooters in the NBA. So he could play off the ball more. Josh Richardson's not that he's a good shooter, not a great right. shooter. So, Hey, that, I'm getting these transitions are I'm really crushing transitions because yeah, speaking an amazing of, one last night too. Speaking of Kyrie, eight in a row now for that team. Boston or Brooklyn, Boston, Brooklyn beat the Magic 129-92. They still Kevin Durant's still not playing. And haven't lost <laughs> without Kevin Durant. Yeah. Um, they are just, I mean, they're just beating the brakes off of everybody. And they look when you watch them like this team truly enjoys playing basketball with each other already mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time with James Harden there. And it's so fascinating to see the, how 
the narrative around James Harden has shifted already back to he's a top five player in the NBA. Like there's people saying that he should be in the mix for MVP. It's remarkable. I truly, I didn't think this was going to work as well as it has. And that's why I'm so fascinated or I'm so eager to see what happens in the playoffs because there's just no doubt they're going to score a crazy amount of points every single night Mm -hmm. and make trying to defend them a nightmare. And just, I I don't know if there's anyone else whose offense can keep up with it. I don't think it's going to like, I don't know. I, I think their toughest matchup honestly will be the Sixers in the playoffs. That's the team with the best, pieces to try to bother this team enough because they can't guard Embiid. and no i'm thinking i'm talking defend like enough to bother these guys where they're not scoring 130 points every single night you know you've got a rim protector you've got simmons yeah philly's defense is good but i don't think there's any defense shutting these guys down then they're gonna then they're gonna win the east not not consistent not consistently yeah no i know it's hard to imagine a scenario where a team in the east wins a seven game series against them I mean, it's a joke. They're 129 without the best scorer in the league. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Oh, uh, yeah. It's, well, they're playing the magic. That's part of it. Uh, you know who's been playing great for them is Bruce Brown. Again, I just this is what I guess good organization, well-run organizations. This is what they do. They they just they poach the shitty organizations and they they like steal guys that shitty organizations just give up on mm-hmm. they, they just stole bruce brown we, we bruce, touted this move when it happened we we're like yeah, oh, that's this awesome. kid could play for any playoff team in the east and he he's starting right now for the nets and playing really good basketball he plays both ends of the floor too like i would imagine i haven't looked at the numbers but i would bet that their defensive rating is higher when he's on the floor than when he's not which is a stat that will come up again in a couple minutes but for him specifically on a team that we are concerned about defensively, what they'll be able to do, just such a great pickup for them. Yeah. I wouldn't bring Kate. I saw a report that I saw Nash said that KD might be back before All-Star. I don't- Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah, I don't know. What's I... the point? You've won eight in a row. Mm-hmm. Get the second best record in the East. This is another team that, yeah, you want to you want to get as much reps as you can with these three guys playing, but also you're going you're going to the playoffs and you're the favorite to win the right. East. So unless unless they've been so it. cautious with this injury that he's already at a hundred percent, you know what I mean? Like it's possible yeah. he's already totally fine, so it doesn't make sense to hold him out longer. It's a hamstring yeah. though. How can I mean? Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, why not just get him more rest? Honestly, you never know with that. Hamstrings so, are the worst. Yeah. Uh, by the way. The Bucks are up three with 14 seconds left. So we'll talk about that game in a second. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, 
Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. One more game to to get through real quick before we talk about the Bucks, and then hit a couple of headlines at the end. Uh, the, <laughs> the score, I didn't realize. I, the Kings, they just can't play any defense. Oh, yeah. they, they, They're the worst defense in NBA history. Yeah. They, I'm not, and it's not an exaggeration. They're, they have the worst defensive rating in NBA history. The Knicks beat, and the Knicks, Knicks beat the Kings 140-121. The Knicks have like the 24th or 25th ranked offense in the NBA. They Yeah, they play a slow pace. Like, yeah. how do they score 140 points? That's a joke. Well, Emmanuel quickly gets 25 points in 20 minutes. Derek Rose, Alec Burks, they're just the Kings. But after the game, so Luke Walton, it's very weird that he didn't get fired tonight. And I know that they only have like four games left before All-Star. But this is an this is one of those games where you've lost eight in a row and you gave up 140 points to a really bad offensive team. This is how you, this is where you get fired. Now, it's possible they didn't fire him because they're in New York. And oh, yeah. it yeah. would be weird to fire him. And then what do you do? Does he just take his own plane home? Like, mm-hmm. what, how does that? So maybe that's what it is. Maybe they don't know who they want. Maybe they're not sure if Gentry is their interim, even though he probably is. And they want the all star break to figure out what's next. But I, it would, I, don't, I don't see a scenario where he's their coach after all star break. They're so bad. And he's just losing his mind left and right on the bench. He, it was either a timeout or the end of the game, something happened and the trainer or the assistant who norm who hands him his clipboard walked up to hand him his clipboard and he just punched it out of the guy's hand. (laughs) Oh my God. Really? And then Alvin Gentry picked it up and people on Twitter were not happy. They're like Alvin Gentry should not have to pick up Luke Walton's clipboard. <laughs> it wasn't like he was forced to do it. Right? Yeah, I know. Like he probably decided to do it. But he saw he saw a clipboard on the floor. Yeah, picked exactly. it up. <laughs> Started drawing up an awesome play. Like immediately. He does, got, Alvin Gentry notoriously does not. I don't know if it's notoriously, famously, is against littering. So he sees something on the floor and he picks it up. And that's a good habit to be in. You know. Yep. So this is it's it's just a matter of time. Yeah. I actually never thought about that in terms of them being on the road. Like, would it like, does the owner typically when they fire somebody want to sit down face to face and like, no, no. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess it's different for every team, but it's the Kings. So this guy has been a bad owner from day one. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I don't think if they really had to get it, my thought process is who's their next game? That's, I guess that's a good, that's a it's Detroit, I believe. Is it in Detroit or is it in Sacramento? Yeah, it's in Detroit. They're on a long road trip right now. So, yeah, I guess it wouldn't have made a difference, honestly. I think if, if they wanted to fire him today, they'd fire him so that Gentry could coach in Detroit. But if they lose to Detroit on Friday, I would have be shocked. I, I, I just can't, if they lose to Detroit, fall to 10 losses in a row. I just don't see a scenario where Luke Walton is coaching the Kings on Sunday. Yeah. Maybe they fire him that night. Maybe they fly back to Sacramento and fire him on Saturday, but I just don't, 
how do they lose 10 in a row? And by the way, even if they beat Detroit, their last three games going into the break is Charlotte, Lakers, Portland. So they're almost certainly going to lose their last two games going into the break, which would give them the out to fire Luke Walton. Yeah. For the all, at least for all-star break. And I got it. Like he does like this team is not like devoid of talent. It really is not like horrible in terms. It's not, it's not any, by any means like a super talented roster, but they shouldn't be this bad. You shouldn't. And giving up 140 points to a team like the Knicks who play as slow as they do is all you need to see. They, they are not playing hard. So you can't be the coach if that's the case. Yeah. Yep. I would say watching Tyrese Halliburton, I would very much consider with this team blowing it up and building what you can around him. He's awesome. He's very good. I don't, he is a good shooter. I don't know that him and Darren Fox necessarily fit that well together. And I think you could get a lot of value for Darren Fox because he is really good too. I think at the end of the day, Tyrese Halliburton is going to be a better player. Does he have the, do you see him having the ability to be a two or does he have to? No, I think he's a point guard. Yeah. Okay. Because we know De'Aaron Fox is a one, like he's not going to be off the ball. So Mm -hmm. I, I, truly, I haven't seen the Kings play enough to, to discern whether that would ever work. I just think you could get a lot of value for those guys. Now, I don't know. I mean, is it a situation where they're just doing what everybody else does and stack lottery picks and try to get, but you might have to do that if you're them. I just mm-hmm. don't know what else there is to do, but at least you have Halliburton who is clearly has the shot to be like a, you know, a top 10 point guard in the NBA at some mm-hmm. point. So for the kit, for the Knicks, I just, I need them to win their next game. They got, I need them to win their next game and get to, <laughs> to, 500. Get to 500. They got to do it. I mean, it's just, it's time guys. Everything's going right. Julius Randall, is literally he's like he is must watch basketball. You got if if they're playing, whether you're a Knicks fan or not, it's hard to watch Julius Randle and not enjoy watching what he's doing this year. He is so damn talented. He's playing so good. Quickly, like Alfred Payton didn't play tonight, and they are they. I think I at least offensively they are better with without him because Derrick Rose starts, who played great, and then quickly plays, who had twenty five in twenty minutes. Yeah. So they probably could be a better offensive team, but Tib, it's just Tibbs being Tibbs. I mean, he's, he's mm-hmm. going to, if he thinks Alfred Payton's a better defensive player, he's going to play him. Right. Yeah. It's kind of in the same vein. This is going back to Julius Randle, the same vein as like Tobias Harris and Doc Rivers. Like it seems like something Tibbs does has unlocked Julius Randle. There's just, there's, I mean, this is, this type of season is a huge credit to Julius Randle and how hard he's worked, but like, he's just a different player and it has to think like it has to do with just a fit. Ben Tibbs whole career. Mm-hmm. If you go back to Chicago, the Timberwolves situation was a, was a mess, but when Jimmy Butler was there with Tibbs, like when they, they were not a bad team, mm-hmm. it, it fell apart, but they were not terrible. But in Chicago, if you look at Chicago, a lot of guys play, had their best careers, like statistically speaking, playing for Tibbs. Was he wearing guys out? Was he playing them a lot of minutes? Whatever it is. What is he a hard ass? All that stuff. Sure. But Luol Deng played the best basketball of his career. Jimmy Butler was playing. I mean, he emerged under Tibbs. Joe Kim Noah. 
Taj Gibson. I mean, there's just a, a lot of guys. Carlos Boozer. Um, there's a bunch of point guards after Derrick Rose got hurt. They were just shuffling point guards in and out who were happy. DJ Augustine reemerged in out there. John Lucas, the third, who, where is he? Has he ever played since then? Like just guys coming in and out. He, he makes guys better. Aaron Brooks, I think for a little while was back up there. Like he just has a, he's one of those coaches who understands. He sees players and he's like, this is what this guy can do. So I'm going to put him in a position to do this thing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Instead it really of a lot of, there are a lot of coaches who I think say, yeah, he can do this thing, but if we're going to be good, he's got to do this thing and this thing and this thing. And I think there's some coaches who say, well, Alfred Payton's a great defender. So I need him in my, I need him to be my defender and my distributor. And this guy does this and this guy does that. And if I put this guy on this place in the floor, He's going to be more successful than if he's on this. You know, I think he's that kind of coach Mm -hmm. and guys tend to thrive when they play for him. Yeah. And look, look, I don't think the Knicks are anywhere close to a title, but they're going to get play. It looks like they're going to get playoff basketball this year. Like how, and that means something. It really does. If you're a, if you're a diehard Knicks fan, um, Julius Randle's Jersey might go in the rafters (laughs) after the game. He just, he just goes like this and he just raises his arms and they, yeah. they pull it off of him into the rafters. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee just beat New Orleans 129-125. Uh, more fools gold. We'll start with the Bucks. More fools gold for the Bucks. They've now won four in a row against four bad teams. Good for Mike Budenholzer. Interesting starting lineup in this game. They still Drew Holiday's still not playing, but instead of starting. DJ Augustine or Bryn Forbes, they went huge and they started Bobby Portis at the four, Brooke Lopez at the five and Giannis at the three, uh, which was interesting to me because I think Bobby Portis is actually better than Brooke Lopez at this point. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing. I think they probably did it more to match up with New Orleans who plays huge. Right. And try to slow down Zion. Uh, but Giannis goes for 38, Middleton on 31. Four in a row for them. Not surprising. They beat the, one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA, scored 129 points against them. But nothing they do at this point on this stretch means anything to me because they. I'm still looking at them losing five in a row against good teams Right. right before this. We'll see how they finish out this stretch before the break. But it's it still – Another bad team. Pelicans are still not a good team. They're no, they're they're trending towards becoming a good team. They're not a good team yet. So now they've won four in a row against bad teams. They're sort of just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. But they do need Drew back pretty badly. Yeah, I, I am shocked at, at the 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 lack of defense in this game was like shocking. You know, I know Drew is a great player, but the Bucks defense was putrid in this game. Um they, they eke out a win because the Pelicans were playing less defense somehow. Um, but it's just weird. The Bucks are in a weird state to me. And their record is fantastic. They're going to win a shitload of games again. But, like, I could see them losing in the first round. I really could. Thoughts on possible. That? <laughs> I think it's possible. Just, I don't know. We'll see who they match up with. It's so hard to say because of the East. We don't know who mm-hmm. is going to emerge, who's going to get healthy, who, who's going to – just – Thesis is so up in the air. I mean, Brandon Ingram didn't have a good game. And I think Giannis was guarding him a lot of the game. 
And Zion had a great game. And I think Zion was being guarded a lot of times when I saw by like Brooke and Bobby Portis. That's a bad strategy. Yeah. He's, they can't guard Zion. He's way too athletic. Yeah. Uh, so I, it was almost weird to me. I was like, I would have Giannis guarding Zion. Yeah. And have Chris Middleton guarding room. I don't understand what going big accomplishes. Well, maybe it's not, like, Zion, they, or it's not like Steven Adams is a factor. Maybe they saw the numbers you bore out and they think it's more important to, to stop Brandon Ingram and then than Zion in order to get a win here. Yeah. I, you know? I don't think people look at that number that I keep bringing up about when he leads the team in scoring as much as I do. Cause I don't know that there's as much of a correlation. I'll tell you the number that is glaring is this team is the 28th ranked defense in the NBA. Their defense rating is 116 or like 115.8, something like that. When Zion is off the floor, that defensive rating goes all the way to 108, which would be the fourth best defense in the NBA. And when he's off the floor, they have their best defensive rating of any individual player when they're off the floor. Significant and concerning, no doubt. Yeah. So... There's no denying that offensively he has been unstoppable, particularly over the last 10 to 15 games. He he's lighting the league on fire, but they're still losing games and they are atrocious defensively. And it just so happens that when he's not on the floor, their, their defense is better. His net rating on the season, his individual net rating on the season is zero. Wow. I actually was going to ask you that. Um, because we know his offense is outstanding, but if his defense is, I mean, but look, isn't it concerning to, to you that when they play against good teams, that good teams are going to do the same thing to him that they do to Giannis mm-hmm. difference with Giannis is Giannis is defensive player of the year. And we know it's, absolute, oh, it's absolutely concerning. It's absolutely so, concerning. Um, but again, it's something he has to get better at, you know, and that's when I'll hammer him is if, you know, next year he's equally bad on defense. Um, then it's like red, red flag alert, but or, but right now he still hasn't played a full NBA season. Um, so that's why I, and I am shocked that they're 14 and 18. I thought they were going to be much better than this. Um, Stan Van, I don't know. Like he's, he's always hung his hat on defense. That's why it's so strange kind of. Yeah. I want to say this. I think I might be ready to say that Lonzo Ball's one of the most underrated players in the NBA. He's fantastic defensively. We know that like great it, defensively and we talk about most improved player a lot. If the award had as much to do with actual skill development, like improvement as it does statistical improvement, then he'd be in the mix mm-hmm. because no, I don't think in NBA history, there's been a player who improved their shot as much as he has. He went six for 10 from three. And I said at the beginning of the year on this podcast, it looks like textbook. Like I think, yeah like college coaches might start showing film of him to like recruits and say, Hey, look, you can do this. Yeah. That if elbow he can do it, you can do it. it really, it's all about like his, it's so streamlined with the he elbow. He gets it off quick and he's, and it's off the dribble too. It's mm-hmm. not just catch and shoot. It's off the dribble and it's confident. Now like he's shooting the ball really well. And is, and defensively, he has one of the better net ratings for this team because mm-hmm. their offense is very good when he's on there and he's great defensively. I don't know, I've their, said, their issue is is that they're starting Eric Bledsoe at the two. I've That's said, one of their I've, big issues. I've said it maybe fifty times on this podcast, but the Drew Holiday trade was was nonsensical to me. It really was. Um, I don't get it. 
still don't get it. I think this is easily a playoff team if they keep Drew Holiday. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure why he has not played uh, Nah more either. Right. But too, yeah, too young. We'll see. They're not going to win a lot of games the way they play defense. They're just – they're not – even though they're scoring the ball and Zion is great, they are not Brooklyn. They're not one of these teams that – or they're not even like Houston last year where – consistently game in and game out, they're going to score 125 points and just beat you without playing any defense. They got to get better defensively. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right. Two things before we wrap up the show. One is the Kyle Lowry thing stuff has started to pick up some steam again. There was a report that the Raptors want to do right by him and give him a chance to go play for a contender. Now, we just like any report, we don't know if it's true, but the three teams that have been directly sort of linked one, one report that comes out that has come out is that if he gets traded, he wants to go to Philly. He's a Philly guy from yeah. Philly. And then the other two teams are that have been in the mix, I guess, or that people have talked about is Miami and, and Los Angeles and the Clippers. Personally, I think he's still good enough when he's healthy that, any of those three teams immediately becomes the second best team in their conference if they get him. Yeah, I think so. I, when I heard it today, I was like kind of picturing it. I got really excited. So for Philly, because he's making a lot of money and it's on the last year of his deal. It's a I was 30, looking through all three teams too, how to make it work. So it's, it's, the, tough. it's tough. Philly has a way to do it. Danny Green. So Danny Green, um, Mike Tony, Scott. Tony Bradley. Yeah, Bradley or Ferguson. But then you get into, are you willing to give up Tyrese Maxey? Tyrese Maxey. And Probably. or yeah. how interested are they in Thibel? You know, do they like him or not? I don't, I'm not high on Thibel. I think you whatsoever. give up anything other than the three guys that are your core pieces. I'm, it's weird. And maybe this is one of those situations where you look back and you're like, what were you thinking? But I'm hesitant to give up Maxey. I really am. I think we've learned our lesson. Now, just, obviously, it, Kyle Lowry is not James Harden, but I think – We've learned our lesson on overvaluing he's, he's young guys. I know that, but he's 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 two things. He's an all-star point guard when he's healthy, and he's an NBA champion, which you can't put a value on. Although they have Danny Green, I understand that, but Danny Green's not quite what he was. Uh, although he has won back-to-back championships, so we'll see. Dwight Howard, you got Dwight Howard too. Now I think Miami has a much easier path. But I did see somebody say like that Philly has more to off, has the most to offer, but I don't see how that's the case unless they're saying like Maxi and Thibel are valuable pieces. Right. I, so, but, but like Miami has three big contracts that are easily like Kelly Olenek's expiring. It's 13 million. Andre Iguodala is 15 million expiring and Myers Leonard, even though he's hurt, it's 9 million expiring. So just to make the money work, they could take Myers Leonard and then let him walk next year. So they could do it easily, but again, it's a matter of what does Toronto want back? Would Toronto do th- like matching numbers and Kendrick Nunn? Would yeah, they, I guess that's or all. First, or would you just do like a protected first round pick? Maybe mm-hmm. is Miami would, so is Miami sitting on anyone else's first round picks that are valuable or anything like that? I don't like, think so, but I would do it if I was Miami. I would give them a you know lottery protected. They're not going to be in the lottery, so. Right. I'd give him a lottery protect. I would even maybe even try to make it more protected, like top 16 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Something great. I don't know. So whatever they would do, but I would do it or just a future one, just like a, 
Actually, no, I would try to do it for next year. Try to get it to where you know it's going to be not a great pick. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as the Clippers go, man, if you could replace Pat Beverly with Kyle Lowry, now, now we're talking about something pretty interesting out there. I was going to say, then you're talking about a team that you feel a lot better going up against the Lakers. You know, I, I don't know if they would put them over the hump, but you feel and like- And let's not forget, like, it's easy to forget because it seems like a long time ago. But as much as these reports say Kyle Lowry wants to go to Philly, the guy won a national, or the guy won an NBA championship with Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. and Serge Ibaka. They just get the gang back together. Yeah. You telling me he wouldn't want to go out to LA and play with those guys and potentially win another title? Come on, dude. I truly think he would, but the problem is they don't have any draft picks. I don't see how they get this deal done. Like seriously, what do they give up? You well, can't they, I was thinking that there would have to be another team. There'd have to be a third team. Maybe even a like they'd have to be a bigger deal. But at I the think end of the day, Miami has the easiest path to a one to one deal. I think Philly and potentially, I think Clippers and potentially even Philly would have to make it into a multi multi team deal. I just don't. What could the Clippers give up? The Clippers don't have much to give up that you would, you know. I don't think Luke Kennard has that much value. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see a way that Terrence the Clippers Mann, make that work. Yeah. I, Fiondu Cabangeli. Zubats, uh, Zubats. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Zubats is interesting for Toronto. No, they have no bigs. He's a young big. Yeah, I just think if you're if you're going to punt on Kyle Lowry in the last year of his deal, you're going to want young players and draft picks. Zubats. Right? Well, how old is Zubats? I thought he was like late twenties. No, I don't know, but a lot younger than I thought. Yeah, he's twenty three, and if you get him, and then you get a third team to throw in right. something, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just Zubats. feel like that, Zubats. I, I, you, I'm not high on Zubats at all, but he's a good player. He's good. He's not, I mean, you're not building your team around him or anything, but he's good. I, I that would be a, a hell of a move if the Clippers could land Kyle Lowry. Cause I don't see how they do it right now. And plus the money, like they don't have a ton of contracts. Yeah, that's, that's they would, I mean, Toronto would have to take back Pat Beverly. Mm-hmm. So that's something. God, what a shitstorm that would be. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I, I, but either way, if any of those three teams land him, it's a, it, there's a game. If he's healthy, mm-hmm. it's a game changer in my eyes, it, especially especially Miami, I think. But to Philly, too. I mean, he's just a great addition mm-hmm. with to that team. Uh, it would be interesting to see what their lineups would look like. Uh, if it would be – I mean, I guess if Danny Green's getting traded – well, actually, I don't know. Like, does Seth Curry go to the bench, right? Yeah, and I, th- I think that's okay. Um, yeah, D- Danny Green has to be involved in the trade to make the money work. Um, and right, but Seth- he's not starting right now, right? He started or he tonight. Is starting. He's starting tonight. He started tonight. Yeah. Um, so I guess they could replace him with Kyle Lowry and just be kind of smaller. Actually, yeah. they're still not small. That's not right small because Simmons is so versatile on defense. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that would be a really good trade for them. That would be a really good trade for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, okay. So the last thing I wanted to discuss tonight is the, what Kyrie Irving has been talking about. He posted and then he sort of doubled down on it in the press conference today, which is he put out a post on Instagram saying that Kobe Bryant should be the logo of the NBA. He said, I don't care what any, what everyone thinks. We black, knew that already. <laughs> he said black, black Kings built the NBA and he's doubled down on that today. He said the same thing. He's he's 
this is up to this. He's right. However you want to say it, but black players built the NBA. The NBA is what it is because of black players. There's no way around that. But this is such a Kyrie move. Like Kyrie using saying, saying Kobe Bryant should be the logo because black players built the NBA. Why is it, but why Kobe Bryant? To, to me, and I love Kobe, he's been well established on this show. And although our Kobe Bryant tribute episode is not in the feed because of some differences, whatever it is, things that happened, we talked extensively about how much we love Kobe on this show. That being said, as this is going to sound very dark, okay, but stick with me here. Mm-hmm. Every single player is going to die eventually. Okay. So I get it. It's fresh. I get it. It just happened. And I know a lot of people love Kobe Bryant, but because he died young, doesn't mean he should be the logo that represents the NBA. He's a great player. He's a hall of famer. He's a top 10 player to ever play the game. But how do you justify if it's just about who represents the NBA? How do you justify Kobe Bryant being the logo over Michael Jordan? Right. You can't from a basketball standpoint. He literally developed his entire professional career off of being a carbon copy of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan saved the NBA, essentially. Changed everything. I mean, Magic and Larry a little bit before him, but everything changed after Michael Jordan. And he won six championships, and he's widely known as the best player ever, whatever. So if it's just about that, then it's not Kobe. If it's about having a black player represent the NBA because black players built the NBA, it's Bill Russell. And you might, some people might even argue it's Bill Russell anyways, take race out of it. He won 11 championships. But then if you're putting race into it, there is no player who did more for black athletes, maybe in the history of the, definitely in the history of the league, there might be other guys close, but Bill Russell was the guy. He's on the front lines his whole life, but most specifically playing in Boston, having to live in Boston, dealing with the Boston fans, and then all the things he did for civil rights, for the Civil Rights Act, for voting, for the Voting Act, for being the first NBA player to ever go to Africa, all the things that he did. So if it's about Black Kings built the NBA, then it's Bill Russell. This is nothing against Kobe. This is just Kyrie Irving using... Black Kings built the NBA to justify saying that his favorite player who he loved and looked up to for all, for all the right reasons should be the logo. I love Kobe. If he was the logo, I wouldn't be mad about it, but he's not the logo. I just don't think he is. I do agree that a black player should be the logo. If you're going to change it at hundred percent, he's not wrong about that. Look, I don't have much to add. I agree with everything you're saying. The problem is that Kyrie doesn't care what you have to say. <laughs> right? he made that but it's just like going back. It was a big thing on Twitter all day. I know. Yeah, no, it's, like, it's a good point. And, and you put it into perspective really well. Um, it would be an amazing honor. Like if, yeah, if the NBA was like, you know what? We're going to honor Kobe Bryant. It was a tragic loss. He's going to be the new logo. That'd be amazing. But it's not like I think there's other ways, and I think yeah, they're doing yeah. it. I think they're going to consistently yeah. do it, and I think he'll be honored in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. And he deserves to be honored in every way. But there's just 
look in in a hundred years, if the NBA is still around, people are going to say, why is Kobe Bryant the logo? Because he'll be a hundred years since he died. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like making him the logo a year after he died because he died young. It's we, it'll be, you were going to look back on it and be like, well, a lot of people died. Right. And that's not to be insensitive. <laughs> I, I, I'm not no, trying no, to be, no, no, you know, you're, you're making and, well, but I know that well. people will hear it and be like, oh, that, oh, he just died. Yeah, dude, I get it. But I, I think ultimately when you look back on it, you're not going to say, well, when people are like, why is Kobe Bryant the logo? Well, we decided a year after he died to make him the logo. Is that it? Well, he was a great player. Well, yeah, there's a lot of great players. Well, he's black. Well, yeah, there's a lot of black guys who did more for the league than he did. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just a black player should represent the league. Absolutely. A black player should be the face of the league or the logo if they change it. Absolutely. I just don't think it should be a guy. It should be Kobe just because he died a year ago. Yeah, that's fair. It's it's fair. I don't know that they're going to change the logo. Yeah, they might. I don't, yeah. I, I, I would be the only problem. I think we've mentioned this on the show before, too. The only problem with, uh, MJ potentially being the logo is that is Jordan brand. Right. Like the only logo you would use for MJ would be the Jumpman logo. And mm-hmm. how did, how does that work? But then, I mean, I guess technically if you were going to change now, this is getting into the whole business side of it, but technically if you were going to change the NBA logo to the Jordan brand logo, and you just did a lifetime deal with Jordan brand and made all the NBA apparel Jordan brand. I think you want your logo for the whole association to be separate from a brand, but that's just me. Well, you can still have the same color scheme yeah. with the Jumpman in it. Mm-hmm. But yes, I yeah, it would be tough. Like, yeah. how do you do that? I always thought like, I like the NBA logo the way like I just think it's like aesthetically pleasing. You know, I don't even care if the guy's black or white. You know, what I mean? like well, the, you know, I you mean, remember I, the reason I, no. why the logo is what it is, right? I don't really. Know. I mean, it's just I know some it's they commissioned an artist to do the logo and he found a picture of Jerry West. Right. It was no, there was no like reason. He just found a good picture. Right. That, that, yeah. That's so it's not really, I don't know. I, I don't, but if you're going to change it, there should yes. be a reason and it should be an honor. Like you said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it shouldn't, I don't think it should be a memorial. I think there's, there Agreed. are ways to memorialize. up. And I also think this is also part of the, the continued reaction to the fact that NBA players just don't die young. Like we've never, we don't see it often. Like mm-hmm. I, not, that's not true. NBA players have died young. I mean, the great NBA players, the greatest of, of the greats, yeah. not even, well, and MVPs. Remember I told you that he was the fourth MVP in the history of the league to ever die. Yeah. Like Bill Russell's on here doing PSAs for COVID shots. Yeah, like, insane. you know, so I think that's part of it is just, it was so shocking that people are like, Oh, we got to do something. We do. We should memorialize him and honor him for the rest of, our lives. I don't think being the logo in the, of the league is the way to memorialize because he, he didn't represent the league. Mm-hmm. In fact, he had quite the controversy that a lot of people would say, I don't know that this guy should be the face of the league. Right. And he got, he got acquitted. It is what it is. It's over now, but there are people who, when he passed away, I know for a fact, we're like, pissed, yeah. we're like, why is everybody so, I mean, you should be sad that a guy died, but people are like, well, didn't this guy have rape charges? Yeah. And there's still people who think that way about him. So I don't know. Just, it just, I, I think it would be weird, but a lot I of people too. were, it was, it was weirdly one of the few things on NBA Twitter that people were just like, okay. <laughs> Usually well, it's like this heated debates, right? And it's right. just like, 
Well, I just Kobe. think because Kobe is so beloved, you know, so it's nobody's. Well, I think I'm actually don't... on Twitter. I'm I'm surprised there was no jackass that was like brought up the. I'm and there probably was on Twitter. I didn't read the whole thing, but um, no, I'm with you. Well, I, but I think a lot of people also don't want to take the stance that I'm taking, which is yeah, everyone dies, which is really the whole thing is that in 50 years, 100 years, what Michael Jordan will have passed away, will have passed away. And then they'll say, well, why is Kobe Bryant the logo? And they'll say he died young. And then the, then the question will be, so he he just made him the, the logo of the league for dying young? Right. You know, yeah, I think it doesn't check out totally. Yeah. And it's a reactionary thing. And I, back to the Kyrie thing, it's just very Kyrie to, <laughs> yeah. to bring the uh, black people built the NBA. So Kobe Bryant should be the mm-hmm. one. And then the lead. The, the guy I want should be the one because you froze up there for a second. What did you say? Yeah. Well, to lead it off with, I don't care what anybody says. And then right. plant your flag. There's it's right. very Kyrie. Oh, well, I, you know what? I'd probably go with Jordan, but if it wasn't Jordan, I'd probably have, to, even though I have a very hard stance that anything pre 1980 doesn't really count in terms of the actual basketball that was played. It'd be hard to, to, to fight. Bill Russell being yeah. the logo. I do think if you're going to change it, you would want to modernize it more and have Jordan would make more sense to me because it's the logo. To me, Jordan's the logo the, should be representing the, the game of basketball. And Jordan's the only game. one. Yeah. He's literally the only one. The only one, the only player that could ever really have a, a legit shot would be LeBron, but he's too polarizing. Yeah. Like there's too many people that dislike LeBron. I don't, I don't think they would do it. And then he's also, he's moved teams so often and, but he is the guy like LeBron's mm-hmm. the guy really, but it's, it's MJ. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't no, know that the I, league I, has ever even, think dis- it's, has it ever even deal. been a discussion? I think it's come up. I think it's there come also up. Maybe is just a, on Twitter, but there's also a big contingency of people on Twitter who are just like, they're like, you yeah, like the logo is fine. Yeah. I, I like the logo. I don't care. I honestly don't care, mm-hmm. but I do agree that if it's going to change, yeah, make it a. I mean, I don't even think it has to be said that if it changed, that it would be a black player, because yeah, what white Jim player? Connell, dude, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, what white player at this point yeah, would it be? Yeah. You know, there there is none. Right. The only other person would be if you were to like make it David David Stern. That'd be a boring logo, or like, It'd be what, a like terrible, David Stern's crossing somebody just, up on the logo, just sitting, <laughs> like, sitting with his arms crossed at his desk. Yeah, why would you make? But the he's logo a controver- like? He's controversial now too. Everybody becomes yeah. controversial with his China stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that would be insane. They make the commissioner a lo- <laughs> the, the logo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the commissioner did a whole lot for us. Let's make him the logo. Yeah, oh, it'd be crazy. All right. Well, we'll be back on Monday. Everyone have a good weekend. Top shots oh, tomorrow. Top yeah, shots top tomorrow. shot. Big day tomorrow. We're going to be rich. We might not be doing a podcast. We might be on an island somewhere after this weekend. Mm-hmm. No, if we win, we'll do a podcast to just say fuck you, I think, right? To everybody or no? Yeah, we'll probably okay. say fuck <laughs> you to everybody. And then maybe we'll retire. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Later. Have a good weekend. Later.